all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? Waggy sauce, Gardner. And hello, everybody. It's the Jets Way podcast. We're back again. Jake and Lorenzo tonight. Sean will be with us to preview Sunday's matchup against the Steelers. But a little bit of a back to reality week for the Jets, falling to the Cincinnati Bengals in embarrassing fashion. And let, let's, bro, how are you doing tonight, first off? Doing well. I mean, Monday isn't too bad. Uh, I mean, it would have it been nice to have a win, but um, can't complain. So let's just get into it and not beat around the bush here. Where do we start? What was your favorite part of the game? The stupid penalties, the, again, another confusion with the secondary in the the red zone, but don't worry, that happens six or seven times a game, according to Robert Sala. The stupid coaching that doesn't hold anybody accountable ever. Where do we want to go? Joe Flacco throwing 50 times again? I mean, honestly, the the defense, we can get started with the defense because – you know, Sunday, we're all excited for the game. You know, one and one, a chance to really play two good games in a row and the defense comes out flat, whether that's the the penalty on, on John Franklin Myers. You know, that's a huge that's a huge turning point in the game right there. And um, just constantly letting them, you know, move right down the field. I think that was that was a, an, another issue, especially that pass rush. I mean, they did not play well in the first half. I mean, yeah, they had a couple couple moments in the second half, but to really start the game was was we, we were really slow. Yeah, I have to – I'll definitely get to the defense because they're terrible too. But, again, I have to start with this coaching staff. This guy, Salah, bro, bro, this guy is clueless. Uh, I just – week after week after week, how many times – and let me ask you a trick question right now. Who do you think has a better – who do you think has the worst record, rather, between these head coaches, Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, or Robert Sala, or Joe Judge, I'm adding in that group as well, and, and Robert Sala. Who do you think has the worst record by about three games? I would love to say Adam Gase, but it's unfortunately Robert Sala, man. It's Robert Sala. This guy is lost. The fact that this guy, and the fact that we're, we're sitting here with a straight face and saying that this guy is still saying everything's great, we'll be fine, it's one loss. This How you don't just ream... John Franklin Myers, a new one on the sideline after he commits that stupid roughing the passer penalty that made had had no impact on the play whatsoever. I guess it's that's the only time I see John Franklin Myers in the game because he he hasn't been doing anything ever since that that game against the Texans after he got his money. He got his contract extension. He's good. He's done. He pulled the Mo Wilkerson. I'm sure he'll get hurt eventually soon, too, because that's just a common theme of whoever the Jets give the money to. He stinks. He shouldn't even play next week. I would him and the same applies to his next guy. I'll talk about who I just want gone now, but he should not. He shouldn't have even went back in the game, let alone solid, just sitting there, not doing anything, standing with his arms folded in typical fashion. That's terrible. Inexcusable. Play Michael Clemens, play Jermaine Johnson, play whoever. This guy stinks. He shouldn't play next week. Hold somebody accountable for once. And uh, on to the next guy that stinks is Corey Davis. I want him cut now. Uh, just 
get rid of this guy. The only thing that this guy is doing is is prohibiting Garrett Wilson from playing on a, 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 you know every single snap of a football game. That's the only thing Corey Davis is doing. He brings nothing to the table. On top of the weekly drop that he had, he just gets his the stoop. I mean, we didn't even get to see it because the the game cast. Uh, Nice job, CBS, on that one. We couldn't even see the Jets lose and <laughs> couldn't even see it. We got to listen to Boomer size and the Jets PR guy. That guy, talk about a stiff right there. Um, but Corey Davis, get rid of this guy now. Next week, he shouldn't even put a uniform on. I would, I, I'm being serious, bro. I would put Franklin Myers, I put Corey Davis inactive next week. Let Denzel Mims play. Maybe, listen, who knows? Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore can get open. Who knows? Maybe Denzel Mims. I mean, the Jets love throwing these jump balls to Elijah Moore. And we'll talk about the great usage of him, I'm sure, this uh, tonight. But, um, yeah, they love throwing these jump balls to Elijah Moore. Maybe Denzel Mims can be that guy. I don't know. I don't care. Just don't play Corey Davis anymore, and, and both of them. You want to hold guys accountable? And I loved what bef- – I'm sorry, bro. I'm going on a little bit of no, a rant here. It's just – it's just <laughs> – I, I loved what I saw yesterday. I think you sent it to me, and I really like this guy too, Brandon Tierney. All gas, no break. Y- he's right. I, this is not what we signed up for, Robert Sala. If you remember, I, I wasn't, you know, I was like, okay, Robert Sala. It's not the worst hire. It's not like we hired an Adam Gase. Eh, but we we have the audio too, folks. We we have the audio. I listened. We weren't like, oh, okay, yay, Sala. We, we, uh, we were like, okay, let's see how this goes. But we what, we we didn't think this would be what we were getting. We thought that this guy would not stand for any of that, that you look at this guy, he looks like this big, scary, tough guy. That's going to put up with no nonsense. Uh, he's just everybody's best friend, just like Todd Bowles. Terrible. I wouldn't play either of them next week. And we'll get to e- the even dumber things that this coaching staff did on Sunday. Cause that wasn't even the worst of it probably. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I definitely agree, man. I think again, two key points in the game were two dumb penalties from veterans, not even rookies, not second-year players. These are veteran players, and they're making those type of penalties. I just – I don't get it. I mean, and I definitely agree about that Robert Sala take. I mean, you know, I'm always one to give him a chance, but, I mean, let's be honest. His record stinks. It they're stinks. not even competing in these losses. They're not, they're, not, they're not competing, and it's like the team comes out flat, absolutely flat, no sort of inspiring football until what the second half maybe and it's like that's when we get pressure it's a little bit too late now like how what was this in the second where was this in the first quarter yeah (laughs) seriously and uh just going back to franklin myers and uh Corey davis you're right two huge points of the game that franklin myers penalty was what was it seven six in in the game when he committed seven six and third and 14 yep third and 14 the crowd's going nuts the jets are going to get the ball back we didn't score a touchdown the previous drive who knows how this goes with better field position Nope, stupid penalty. Bengals score a touchdown. Crowd deflated. Energy out of the building. And then in the fourth quarter, who knows? Who knows? You saw the game last week. It is not over until it's over. The Jets are down by two possessions in the red zone on third down, and Corey Davis gets a stupid penalty. Not only does he stink, he's now hurting the team with stupid penalties. Bro, he should not play anymore. He's And let me tell you something. The difference between the Jets and the Giants and their culture, the Giants have a culture. I don't care what anybody tells me. I mean, some cl- so the Giants have a culture. They have the right coach. Uh, I'm already sold. I don't care what happens tonight on Monday Night Football. Kenny Galladay, tons of money, paying him $17 million this year. You're not touching the field. You, you, don't, you don't deserve to play. Kadarius Toney, first-round draft pick last year. You're not playing. you got to earn your spot on this team. The Jets, why don't we do that with Corey Davis? Why not? 
Did someone give me a good reason why Corey Davis should put a jersey on next week? Why? I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree, man. I mean, it's constant weeks of un, uninspiring football. I mean, you know, he has his weekly drop, his weekly two drops. And, you know, if you're costing a team 15 yards when we have, you know, a, a little chance of momentum, who knows what's going to happen, as you say. And, you know, making that type of, of, of mistake in that point of the game is just – it's horrendous. It's it's unacceptable, really. And um, I like what DJ Reed said about, honestly, a lot of this. There needs to be – um, more accountability taken from the players and the coaching staff. And we're talking a lot about the coaching staff right now because we have to. We have to. That's the big picture look. And we listen, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year, right? We'll get into the whole overall game, but just some more dumb things that I saw. Uh, Robert Sala, that fourth and two when you're losing 27 to nine with this guy, he's going nuts on the sidelines. Like he, like they just won the game on that fourth. Give me a break, bro. He looks so stupid there as well. But how about Quinn and Williams going at it with the defensive line coach? Because he didn't like the play call. He, what kind, let me tell you something. I, I, Salah was like, oh, well, that's just fire. Let me tell you something. You think anyone's doing that in New England with Belichick as the head coach? Nope. You think anyone's doing that with Mike Tomlin? He coached a lot of big personalities. Yeah. Big, I mean, that's, good that's coaches. It's a fair point. That is a slap in the face to the coaching staff right there. I don't care what anybody tells me. That is a guy right there that thinks the coaching staff are a bunch of buffoons. And he lost it right there. And, you know, it's a good point, too. And I feel like players, by their, either their actions or their words, they're kind of calling out this, this coaching staff. And obviously the players are the ones on the field. They must play better. That's doesn't have to be said. But are the coaches really putting these players in the best positions to, to succeed on both sides of the ball here? Both sides. And – We'll get. We'll obviously get to the offense and all that, but just I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball because they were terrible. I mean, bro, what is with these miscommunications in the red zone? Again, it was the same thing as last week, bro. That is coaching. How do you also? How do you not call a timeout there, right before the play? I mean, you left the best player on the field. You it literally looked miss. You could tell that something bad was going to happen pre-snap. They showed the replay. How do you not call timeout at a big point in the game like that? And also, DJ Reed after the game says, we need to have a meeting with the coaches and the players. This guy, Salah, is bl- is brushing it off like, ah, we got this under control. Excuse me, you made the same mistake last week. I, I think DJ Reed, the one out there who's playing well, by the way, the only Jet-free agent that they've signed under Joe Douglas that's even earned his contract. Because George Fan, he stinks. We'll get to him uh, in just a little bit. DJ Reed looks like a keeper. And I think he would know a little bit of what's going on coming from winning programs and, and good organizations and coming here to your Salah. So it's just ridiculous, bro. That pissed me off too. I agree. And I, I, it, and I said this last or a couple of weeks ago, like he reminds me so much of Luis Rojas where he's everybody's friend. He's not really saying anything in the media. Well, it's like, nobody wants to hear that. Like we, we, like you said, we made the same, the same exact mistake with, the same players involved in back-to-back weeks. That's not, that's a, that is, there's a reason to be concerned about that, especially when he's saying, oh, there's six or seven miscommunications a game. Like nobody wants to hear that. We need to hear, we are taking care of things. You know, we're working on something. Don't tell us that, oh, it's just, you know, it's just something that happened and, you know, it's whatever, whatever happens, happens. And also just one more thing on that. Maybe there are miscommunications during the game, but in the red zone, and with the Jets, they don't have a ton of talent. Uh, really? And Idiotic. Another thing, another thing is, those are third down plays. Those are third down plays. 
a stop there, that's three points. Who know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And those those are points that we're just giving up freely. I mean, come on now. (laughs) And also with this coaching staff, and and we'll go to both sides of the ball here. Bro, what is with these substitutions at every position? It's like a revolving door of this guy plays, that guy. Nobody's getting in a rhythm here, and it's not working. We need to change that. There's no reason why Jermaine Johnson should not be playing the majority of the snaps. There's no reason why Nathan Shepard should be getting meaningful reps. There's no reason why Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson should ever come off the football field. I mean, I'm sorry, but these running backs, we got to we gotta come up with a little bit of a plan here with these running backs. I get it. You want to use both of them. They're not getting in a rhythm. I love what Cleveland does. They give one series to a guy. The next guy gets the series. I don't know if you watched that game on Thursday night and against us also. There were some drives where, I mean, I was sitting you know, with, with my buddies watching the game and we're saying, well, where's, where's Kareem Hunt? Where's Nick Chubb? They rotate series to keep their legs fresh. I like that a lot. I really do. That lets the guy get in a rhythm for the drive and it keeps the other guy fresh at the same time. I really like that a lot. And I really think we should start thinking about something like that. But I also think, and I want to hear what you have to think about this. I think the roles of these running backs are completely wrong. I think Brees Hall should be playing on early downs between the tackles. And I think Michael Carter should be playing on third downs in pass protection. And he has better hands than Brees Hall too. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I, I, I think, and I feel like that's going to change really soon. I feel like Brees Hall was getting more of the snaps kind of later in the game um, in the first couple, you know, first and second down series. But no, I definitely agree with that. And I, I mean, it's, it's concerning because we have two really good running backs, or at least we think we do. Um, and we're bottom in the bottom in the league in rushing. Um, and this, this offense is built on running the ball and, you know, if we can't run the ball, we're throwing 50 times with Joe Flacco. That's that's not a recipe for success at all. So um, I think there has to be more emphasis in the run game and getting the run game attacking. And and obviously things will change with Zach Wilson. But, you know, running the ball effectively takes, you know, that 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 em- emphasizes the play action, um, the rollouts, different things like that, which is um, what this offense is about. And, and let me tell you another thing, too, bro. And the Jets, while they're better this year than last year, maybe not, who knows what the record will say, but they're more talented this year. I can tell you that much, bro. They're still not a good enough team to be playing Nathan Shepard. Absolutely. Meaningful reps playing Jeff Smith. I mean, Elijah Moore yesterday and, and Garrett Wilson would be coming off the field at like periods of time where it's like, bro, Jeff Smith cannot play. He, we, we are not good enough to have Jeff Smith and Nathan Shepard. And it's getting to the point where like, Jacob Martin is getting like unnecessary, like Solomon. These guys should not play on Sundays. Give me a four man front next week with keep Franklin Myers far away from things. Please hold somebody accountable. If you deactivate Franklin Myers and Corey Davis, you are sending a message to the locker room. That is not going to be tolerated here. You need to think twice before you do something stupid out there. And it's not like, you know, they fumbled the ball or missed a block or even the stupid miscommunication thing. That is just undisciplined. That reflects coaching, those stupid penalties. You would be telling to the guys in the locker room, hey, listen, you want to do something dumb like that? You're not playing next week. That's it. You're not even going to put a jersey on for this team. We're not tolerating that here. And I guarantee you, you'd see an improvement. You're not going to see a revolt of players because I'm telling you, these players are sick and tired of that shit. They are. Absolutely, they're tired of that. I think that's what Quinn Williams, by the way, Quinn Williams, I get it. You know, you got angry and played back. Dude, where, where, were, you? where were you the whole first half? Uh, you were invisible. When, when the game was really within reach. So it is what it is. But these players are tired of losing, bro. So I want to see a four-man front next week of Jermaine Johnson, 
Michael Clemens, Quinn Williams, Sheldon Rankins. Let's go. I have no interest. Carl Lawson, dude, is like, bro, he was, he's horrible. He was getting people. There was one play where I forgot. I, it was like third and I think four where the Bengals converted. This guy got freaking pancaked to the ground, like flat out flattened by that left tackle for the Bengals yesterday flattened and he was playing freaking patty cake with the tackles yesterday he was invisible oh and by the way trey hendrickson could have had him the Bengals signed him and let carl lawson go typical right typical jets man and i mean that's that's such a good point and i mean carl lawson has has been has come out really slow obviously he had um that impactful sack against the browns but He's got to step it up. And honestly, this whole de- de- defensive front does. I mean, we've, we've talked about it so many times in the show that, you know, if they get to the quarterback, it opens up so many. Th- our, our cornerbacks are playing really well at the moment. You know, linebackers are solid. They, they can't really – they aren't really covering as, as best as we want them to. But, man, if, if we got some hits at the quarterback, we would be a lot – we would get off the field on third downs. And that's, that's why we're giving up so many points. And, of course, we're seeing Quincy Williams have the best game of his career, man. He was killing it on Sunday. He was all over that field yesterday. Quan Alexander, can you play him more? I don't know what's going on there. 25% of the snaps. Are you kidding me, Salah? I mean, bro, Jeff Ulbrich should be fired now. I said this at the end of last year, too. I don't know if you remember this when the season was over. How does that guy still have a job? He stinks. The fact that we even hired him in the first place coming over from Atlanta, I thought, well, maybe Salah would run the defense and and Ulbrich would just kind of, you know, lend a helping hand. He's got to go. He stinks. And at the very minimum, Salah, do something. What exactly is Salah doing around these parts? He doesn't call defensive plays. He doesn't call offensive plays. He doesn't manage the game well. Well, what is he doing? Not he, his main focus is to manage the team and hold the team accountable. He's not even doing that right. I mean, that's that's a fair point. That's that is a fair question. I mean, it's not like he's holding a, a play a play sheet while he's he's coaching out there either. He's kind of just on the sidelines. And I mean, yeah, I, I think the miss. I mean, I think the defense is, is mismanaged a lot. Um, not only with the rotations, but um, some of the coverages we play as well. It's it's a little concerning. And I'm I'm again. There needs to be some sort of change. I don't know Big if change. someone should fire or, or silence to take over, you know, play calling duties, but this isn't cutting it. And like, again, the, the game against the Bengals and the game against the Ravens, those were close games. A, co- a, a couple plays here and there, who knows what's going to happen. And honestly speaking, like we're an 0-3 team right now. We're an 0-3. We, we, we should are, be 0-3. We, are, we, are, we should be an 0-3 team right now. Again, the, the the win against the Browns, great. I love it. But let's be realistic here. We're not playing our best football at all. Some things need to change. Yeah, if we were 0-3, man, I tell you what, that seat would be freaking – Salah wouldn't be able to sit in the seat this morning. And another thing, just real quick, uh, that was a winnable game yesterday. The Bengals stunk. They didn't play well. The, the Ravens week one, eh, they, they played pretty well, the Ravens. you know, the Ra- I could tell leaving that field, all right, that team – they were definitively better. The Bengals weren't that very good. I'm sorry. They 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 weren't great. We were just that inept and that and they were giving us chances left and right. I mean, it was bro, it was a 15-point game in the fourth quarter. You score one touchdown in the beginning to mid portion of the quarter, all you have to do is stop them. All you have to do is stop them, get a two-point conversion after you score a touchdown. It's a two-possession game. Every team in the how many teams in the league come back from a two-possession game? On a weekly basis. Hell, we even did it last week. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and honestly, that like we talk about the defense, but in the second half, they were, you know, they were playing a little bit better. 
you know, oh, we were complaining worse. <laughs> that's 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 very true. But we were getting. I mean, there was some momentum there. There was. There was. There was, there was momentum building. Obviously, and, you know, doesn't guarantee a win, but it's better than just folding at the end. Per usual. Oh, they quit. Yeah, they quit. They they absolutely quit. And uh, just listen, it wasn't the defense stinks. There, there's no doubt about it. Something needs to change. I personally think this stupid because we still can't hit the quarterback. We still can't hit the quarterback, bro. Once again, we cannot hit the quarterback. Every team in the league, the Bengals lead the league in sacks given up for the last two years. They send four guys. They make Burrow's life a living hell. We spend all this money on pass rushers, draft pass rushers in the first round, have a head coach that's this supposed genius of, of coaching defensive linemen, even though he had Nick Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, Fre- all these guys that he had. Please give me a break. These people at a salad ran that San Francisco defense. Let me tell you something, bro. That You want to tell Adam Gase that he's the quarter, not a quarterback whisperer? You can't tell Robert Sala he's some defensive genius. I mean, hell, there were, there's a lot of people that are qualified to run that defense. There's people in the college ranks that could have ran that defense to a high level. So give me a break, people. Um, we do all this, and we still cannot hit the quarterback. I mean, uh, you got to do something different. Enough with these stupid rotations playing scrubs like Nathan Shepard. He should be cut today as well. Um, play less guys. Send, I mean, bro, even these blitzes are just so uncreative. Like, it's either they're sending everybody or they're just <laughs> – pushing it you know what i'm saying like there's no yeah. disguises no, everybody knows what we're doing you got to change something and it's got to be fast i agree i definitely agree and again that was honestly probably the most disappointing thing because leading up to the week it was we a winnable like, oh, game it's a winnable game this is a you know the defensive line chance to break out all these things and we get what zero pressures in the, in the first half we got zero important pressures <laughs> The only pressure that we got was important, of course, in typical Jet fashion, was a stupid penalty. All gas, though, man. Um, wasn't all negative, though, on the defense. Let me tell you something. This guy, Sauce Gardner, can play. This I, I keep saying it, man. He's going to be really good. And T. Higgins kind of had his way with him a little bit. Um, but T. Higgins, is, T. Higgins is good. Yeah, T. T. Higgins is T. Higgins. But, no, I think Sauce is you – know, listen, it's his third game in his NFL career. Um, he's going – head to head with Jamar chase and he, he, he limited Jamar chase a little bit. He had a couple nice um, PBUs as well. So um, he had his moments yesterday and I'm, I'm really like what I'm seeing from him. Another nice game from DJ Reed. I like him a lot. Um, I really do. I think he will be a big part if we can get this thing turned around uh, the safeties, this whitehead. Wh- what are you doing, bro? This guy is, he looks like another stiff. I mean, can we sign people that can play seriously? How much wasted money? I mean, like, if you look at the Jets' 10 best players, outside of, like, two of them, they're all rookies and second-year guys. Yeah. I mean, can we sign people that can play, please? Dude, Jordan, our safeties are some, awful. something else. Our safeties are something else. And, I, you know, we all knew that Jordan Whitehead wasn't the best in coverage and – um, more of now a, we can't a, tackle now. Now we can't tackle, and, and now he's you know, di- di- like what what is going on? Can we we need to fix something? And I mean, yeah, our, our free agent signings. I mean, aside from DJ Reed, they've been either invisible or just playing like garbage. If we're being honest, I mean, Joiner still plays all these snaps. I mean, what do we need to see not to play this guy? He is awful. Like. Play Ashton Davis for crying out loud. 
at least he can maybe he's got recovery speed at the bare minimum. He can run. Great. Play him. Play Will Parks. I mean, Whitehead is just trying to rip somebody's head off all the time. Bro, how about we wrap up and make a tackle and live to see another down? We're not good enough to be doing any of that. I mean, give me, give me a break. That guy is terrible as well. But the corner is very good. It is what it is. And Jermaine Johnson, he, he bro, he sets the edge. He does all these good things, man. I mean, he maybe he's not hitting home and getting sacks the way we want, but he's a rookie, and he doesn't play a lot either, to be quite frank. He has probably been our most disruptive, when it matters, emphasis on Quinn and Williams, defensive lineman this year. And he barely plays. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, he, and, and he made a, at least three or four, like, impact tackles or tackles for loss where it was like, okay, I see it. Setting the, set the edge. Setting the edge. Play him. Play him. I don't – I need to see more. No, they just take him off the field when he's done doing that. Makes no sense. But we need to play Nathan Shepard. We got to get him in. We got to play every and, – and Bryce Huff can't put a uniform on. We can't get to the quarterback. Our pass rush last year was halfway decent, bro, when Bryce Huff played. I don't know if you remember. Remember that game against the Titans last year? Bro, Bryce Huff had a great game that day. Like, our pass rush was halfway decent. When Bryce Huff got hurt, it suffered last year. Like, it was, it went from being halfway decent to complete trash when Bryce Huff got hurt. Truthfully, if you can go back and check it all, why doesn't he play? Why does this guy not play? That's a, that's a great point. It's, it's not like he played bad during the preseason either. It's like, Coaching. okay, I get it. I get it the first, maybe the first game, you know, facing a run-heavy run heavy offense, got it. Second game, okay, maybe. But this game where we need to hit the quarterback, he should be playing. Absolutely. And not just put a uniform on. He needs to play right now. Next week, John Franklin Myers or Shepard. You know what? John Franklin Myers maybe put a uniform on. Whatever. Like, it wasn't that bad of a penalty. I mean, it was still stupid and ridiculous. And he, in my book, he shouldn't play. But Nathan Shepard, this guy shouldn't even be in the league, let alone on the team. I mean, how many of these guys? The, and, I, and just to just get off on a little side tangent here. I think Joe Douglas truthfully knows the game of football. I think he knows what he's talking about. Honestly, honestly, I think Salah might be a complete clown and a complete idiot. Like, might. I mean, it's looking so. But I think Douglas knows what he's talking about. How does somebody like that not just only employ these guys that shouldn't even be in the league, but plays them in Nathan Shepard, Connor McDermott, LaMarcus Joyner? Like, what are you doing? That's the best we got? I mean, look. I the fact that Nathan Shepard played more snaps than Jermaine Johnson, albeit they do play two position, two different positions on the defensive embarrassing. line. Embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Your first round pick and coach should be playing. Your first round pick should be playing, especially and, when it's not like he's playing bad either. Yeah. All right. Let Let's hop over to the offensive side of the ball because I'm not going to overreact to the offense. Honest to God. Let me explain why. Can the defense give them like a lead or hold the other opponent? Or in the first quarter, can we shut a team out in the first quarter? Is that is that is that against the rules, right? Is there a way we could maybe give the offense a chance to get going? You think maybe that? What do you think, Lorenzo? Uh, that sounds like a good plan to me. Um, maybe if we did that, we can establish the run and control the time of possession and establish play action. Where this week we have a quarterback that think. Goodness gracious, the football gods are going to be. I mean, with our luck, Zach Wilson won't be, quote, unquote, cleared by the doctors. I mean, give me a break. Um, we have a quarterback that can move. We can maybe brace yourselves for this one. 
come up with some RPOs to add a new element to the offense. Imagine that like every other team. And if we do all those things, maybe we can win. Can the defense give us a chance and establish the run? I mean, I'm not going to kill Mike LaFleur for throwing the freaking ball around all over the game. I mean, we'd be killing him here. I mean, bro, they're down by 15 points in the fourth quarter. What are we going to do? Run the ball? Establish the run for pride? And that's a moral victory to me. So, I mean, yeah. That's a great point. I mean, we've we've played three games and we've had a lead for 22 seconds. <laughs> so. It's just like, what are we doing, bro? And like, I'm not going to get on the floor here, bro. The, the guys are open. Guys are open. The guys are open. Dudes are running rampant left and right. We're not hitting them. Listen, man, I pe- people were telling me that the Jets had a equal shot of winning with Joe Flacco as they do with Zach Wilson. Like that's come on. That's that's just that's, come on. Uh, it's just <laughs> idiot. I mean, and, and let me get on these two clowns. I might add too. I mean. Bart Scott and Willie Colon. I mean, SNY have some freaking pride. You, you, they, I, I don't take pride in anybody, you know, losing their job. I mean, these guys are set from playing football. These guys should be dismissed. These guys are terrible. As, let me tell you something. I wouldn't even watch four o'clock games sometimes because I would watch the Jets post game show when they had Ray Lucas, Adam Shine, Joe Klecko. Those guys, I mean, Shine is, uh, <laughs> is all right, but Ray Lucas, Joe Klecko, those guys are Jets. You, these it's it's ironic enough that the Jets have a problem with stupid and undisciplined penalties and acting like a bunch of clowns on the field because these two guys Willie Colon and Bart Scott that's the only thing I remember them for. We Willie Colon was such a penalty machine. He got a weekly holding penalty every week, and he he was so prone to penalties. He got a penalty when he wasn't even in the game when they play. I don't know if you remember that they they were playing the Giants that year when they were actually good without Willie Colon on the field. Um, he wasn't even playing, and he got a personal foul penalty. We're going to let this guy talk about football, Jets football. These two guys won Super Bowls with Ravens and Steelers. They don't give a damn about the Jets. This is the best we got, and I like Connor Rogers. I think he does a great job covering the draft, and I think he's a, an, you know, he gives a damn how the Jets do. I really like that guy. It's a shame that he deserves better. I mean, my God, and Bart Scott with the client. I mean, Bart Scott uh, he is more known for can't wait than anything else like that. Really, Bart, can't wait. How'd you guys do the next week against the, the Steelers? You guys got your asses kicked. Can't wait for what? To commit another stupid personal foul penalty? Oh, it's, give me a break. I had to, and they said to play Joe Flacco uh, next week against, yeah, well, let's just play Joe Flacco because it's just worked out swimmingly. We should be 0-3 right now. Honestly, bro, if we were 0-3 and got embarrassed by the Browns week two, I don't even know. Like, bro, I don't even know. Would Salah be safe? To, uh, seriously, like how hot of a seat would this be and what would the perception be? Seriously. there. Well, there would be a lot of hate and not hate, but – that's, the world would be on. Well, it's warranted. Yeah, the world would be on him, and especially the media because receipts. Yeah, I mean, listen, let's let's be honest. It it, it was sounded nice after that win against the Browns. Hey, maybe things are turning in a good direction. But like to come out like that, come yeah. on. Come what on. did I say? Typical Jet fashion. They yep. they're too busy dancing all week, patting themselves on the back, and they come out flat, bro. But it's just I had to get that off my chest. I mean, to play to sit there and get paid American dollars. To say to play Joe Flacco after what we've seen, this guy, this guy Flacco, dropped back with three dudes wide open, wide open, and threw the ball. I'm not exaggerating, and everybody watch a game that listens to this podcast. He threw the ball at a freaking field goal post with dudes wide open, with dudes wide open. Fourth and five. I mean, w- w- let's just get into this idiocy right here. 
fourth and five, we, we see Garrett Wilson wide open. I think, honestly, I think Corey Davis was the other guy, too. I throw, throw a freaking parade there. Um, Joe Flacco's throwing jump balls to a five foot nine wide receiver against not just it's a Eli Apple. I understand, you know, he stinks, even though he played well against the Jets, because of course, right? Um, throws a, a jump ball. I mean, how and we should play him though next week. Idiots, why are we throwing jump balls to Elijah Moore, anyways? <laughs> Bro, but this is this is something that needs to be addressed. What are we doing with Elijah Moore? It's it's honestly mind-boggling. Like, can we get him the ball? He's open. He's, he's open. Getting, he's getting open. It's he's just like, open. why are we just, like, throwing go-routes to him? That's not his game. Not his game at all. It's not his game at all. Like, him and Garrett Wilson are similar players, which is why, I mean, I didn't really – that was kind of, like, a little bit of a drawback there. But, I mean, they're open, so it should work. Um Elijah Moore, that's not his game. You know whose game it is to go up and get it? It's Denzel Mims, who you who doesn't he's still on the team, bro. Why not play Mims next week? I, I want I'm looking for a good explanation from somebody because I don't have one. Um, but Elijah Moore, he should be used. Where are the gadget plays for Elijah Moore that we had last year? Where are they? I mean, Mike LaFleur, you come over from San Francisco. You know, you see how they, they use Debo. I'm not, I'm not saying play Elijah Moore in the backfield, but maybe get him some mismatches in the slot against some uh, safeties, some linebackers. Just find a way. If you are supposed to be an offensive mind, and I believe in you, Mike LaFleur. I really do believe. I, I don't believe in Sal or Olbrook. I think they're two buffoons. I really do think Mike LaFleur does know what he's doing. I think it's just bad game scripts and just he has to do something to try to win the game. And I think he gets a little too carried away. I, you got to find a way to get Elijah Moore going. You have to. This guy, we hear we're about it every offseason. This guy looks great. He looks great. He looks great. And we see it with our eyes, too. This isn't like this guy's like Stephen Hill dropping the ball left and right, and they're trying to, you know, light, you know, smoke under our asses here. But um, get him going. It, you have to, bro. It's it's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think some of our – I mean, again, like you said, we've had terrible game, game scripts. It's not really ideal for us, but we, we got to use these guys better and, and more to their, to their strengths. And – Again, I don't know why he's he's running go route, and it was multiple. It's like, can it's we ten targets all in the op- in the middle of the field? Can we? All these guys are yak guys, and it's like, where, where middle is of the field? It? Yeah, it's the, middle, the middle of the field was non-existent. The middle of the field has been non-existent with Joe Flacco. And again, yesterday, fourth and I think no, not fourth actually. I think it was third down. That oh, was the interception to Braxton Berrios. He's got a guy wide open for the first down. What the hell are you doing, bro? Throwing a freaking uh, jump ball in double coverage to a five foot nine guy. And what happened to Braxton Berrios too? Do we even? Wh- why don't we use him at all in the past game? Remember last year how good he looked. That's why I'm not going to kill Mike Lafleur. It's working with nothing right now at the quarterback position. This guy Flacco stinks. Again, we we just need to see Zach on the field, see how that how that looks, and then take it from there. I think again, these are all fair points, but we have to remind ourselves that we have a backup quarterback in. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something, man. I'm not getting on the floor for Flacco. I'm not getting on the floor for always being down. Guys are getting open. And this offense was moving the ball yesterday. It seemed like once Garrett Wilson got hurt, it kind of took a step back. I have faith in the offense. I do. I think they have too much good, too many good players. And I think they have a coach that does get it. Unfortunately, he's being dealt a very raw hand with circumstances to deal with. I believe in Mike LaFleur. I've seen it to this point, not Robert Sala. And another note on the offense, and this is a failure from the administration as well. 
Connor McDermott slated to start at left tackle this week with George Fant not trending towards playing. A freaking failed, failed, failed aspect of Joe Douglas. You promised that the offensive line would be better when you took over. It's still awful. Still awful. The fact that Connor McDermott is playing meaningful snaps. How are you not having tackles in here on a weekly basis trying out for the team? Not just trying out for the team, just find somebody that has played a lick that anybody else but Connor McDermott, for that matter. How are you playing him? And we, we said it, bro. We said it before the season started. And, we, and we've said Douglas has done a good job. I, I used to be a lot harder on Douglas. All right, You remember. <laughs> this was a failure. This was a failure. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they signed Dwayne Brown. They had to sign Dwayne Brown. They had to. It wasn't like they had a choice. They relied on Makai Becton. This was avoidable playing McDermott. Bro, that is a failure. And McDermott shouldn't even be in the league. Yep. I mean, listen, he... As bad as George Fant was. And he stinks. Connor McDermott somehow managed to be worse. And I mean, that's, that's a big hole. And, we, and we've talked about, we've talked about it so much in the show. Like we got to figure out the quarterback. We got to figure out the left tackle. And again, it's another season of playing the fourth string or third string left tackle and relying on either old or injured guys. And it's like, we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. Let me tell you something right now. The best players on the Jets offense through the first three weeks of the season are Garrett Wilson. And honestly, I think it's Max uh, Elijah Vera Tucker yesterday. But, you know, it was a little bit of a rougher game, but he still had some highlight. Elijah Vera Tucker is, is good. Elijah Vera Tucker. And I, hell, I think it's Max Mitchell. Dude, where would where would we be? Where would we be if Mitchell was trash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, Mitchell is playing. Dude, George Fant stinks. I can't believe I, and I said George Fant stunk last year too before he started playing well. I would you you remember. I can't believe I thought that George Fant was good. I mean, I just feel like an idiot for saying I'm like, bro, this guy's good. This guy is terrible. He is George Fant again. He he this is what I read. This is the George Fant that I knew before last year. This is the guy that got Darnold killed. This is the guy that got Russ killed in Seattle. This guy was trash. And he's back to being trash. And thankfully, we didn't give him a contract extension because that would have just been typical if we gave him a contract extension. I'm almost glad he's playing like trash right now before we gave him an extension. He stinks. As soon as Dwayne Brown, who, let's face it, he's probably on the boat somewhere hanging out on a yacht or, uh, you know, on some tropical island sipping on a freaking margarita, not giving a damn. He probably was at the Applebee's, like I said, with, with CJ Mosley, uh, that, that he's hung out at for the year with Adam Gates. This guy don't give a damn how the Jets do. Um, if he ever wants to play, he, he's he's got a spot at left tackle. He's going up against nothing, so that makes him something. Um, George Fant's horrible. He should not play once Dwayne Brown. If they sit Mitchell down, which I don't think they will, I don't think they will for what it's worth. I think they'll, out of respect for Fant, I think they'll be like, oh, he's quote unquote hurt. No, he's trash. Um, once Dwayne Brown is ready, hopefully, hopefully, um, he does get the play. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, we've, we've said it, we, we've said it multiple times. If we have to rely on a start from Connor McDermott at any point Starts, in the year, reps, we are, we, For, we are screwed. And, and, and it's just so fitting, bro. We, we, we end last year, week 18. We're like, okay, Zach, hopefully he never has to throw to Tariq Black again or DJ Montgomery or have Connor McDermott block for him. First start of the year, Connor McDermott is starting at left tackle. I mean, bro, how does Douglas employ this guy, bro? Uh, it's just that that blows my mind. 
There's nobody. Hell, I would have rather had Chuma starting than McDermott oh, on Sunday. A hundred percent. I mean, Douglas. And who who's starting if McDermott get hurt gets hurt at left tackle? And another thing that I heard that was very smart this week: a failure by Douglas. But none of our fan base likes to bring this out. They wanted to spend all this money on CJ Uzama, right? Seven million a year to be literally useless. I'm sure he's a nice guy. You know where that money should have gone? We should have brought back Morgan Moses for five or six million dollars a year that he got from Baltimore. That money should have went to Morgan Moses. If we would have had it made, we Moses would have been the right tackle going into the offseason. We might not have hell. We might, maybe it was freaking jerking around with Fant, bringing him to left and right tackle. Maybe that maybe that took a toll on him. We that would have been it. Makai Becton, we're not counting on you this year. Whatever you give us, we'll see. Who knows, bro? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a fair point. And again, it's very early, but CJ Uzama has not been on the field. Useless. He had his first catch yesterday. It's, I mean, like, I mean, I, I do like what I see from Tyler Conklin, but what was the plan for Uzama? Is, is he a glorified blocking tight end? Like, what is he? I need to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. And, bro, if he was going to be a glorified blocking tight end, we're paying that much money for a glorified yeah. blocking tight end? Shit, we could have had Jeremy Ruckert <laughs> yeah. playing. Like, I mean, come on, bro. What a waste of money. And Moses was good for him last year. And Moses played every single game. That's what I love the most about him, too, bro. Such, It's just the typical Jet nonsense, bro. Wasting money. Wasting draft picks. It's just here comes the cycle, bro. Here comes the freaking cycle. I can already see it now, and I really pray that I'm wrong. But... This is what a joke that is. Morgan, Mo- I mean, uh, Connor McDermott starting on Sunday. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, that's that's it's a disadvantage at the very it's at the, being nice about it. It's a very it's a very big disadvantage. But I guess the only hope we have is just hoping that Zach Wilson can be a competent start in the NFL. And, you know, things look good. I don't think the season's over yet. You know, we're not saying that it's just we have a reason to be concerned and we want to see better. There's no excuses for this coaching staff on Sunday. I don't want to get too carried away uh, because we have another, uh, a whole nother show to talk about this today was just going on about just the overall incompetence of this coaching staff, the mismanagement of players, the injury. It just, we had it all here today. We will talk more about Sunday's very winnable game. They better beat Mitch Trubisky. We'll talk about that on Sunday uh, or later on this week regarding Sunday, but, uh, Lorenzo, just give the people one reason, one reason why they shouldn't just feel awful at nighttime. Just give them one. I will give you one. It's Zach Wilson is coming back. We we talked about it earlier. The weapons, the wide receivers, the tight ends, they're getting open. You know, we we drafted him second overall for a damn reason, and this is the time to show it. I mean, obviously we're. Again, we shouldn't be having four string left tackles starting in the fourth game of the year, but you know, he's he's our saving grace, and that's that's what we need. And if not, then decisions will be will have to be made. I like the sound of that, and that will all be discussed on the next episode of the Jetsway podcast. If you like this podcast, leave us a five-star review. We always have nice little rants after a Jets loss, and we are fair when they win, and we give credit to where it's due. Um, yeah, leave us a five-star review, especially if you listen this long, and we appreciate it. We'll be back. Later this week, figure around Thursday time, Sean will be joining us. I'm very curious to see what, hear what he has to say regarding this as well as we look forward to the Steelers.
as always, go Jets.